Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to Hour 2 of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, along with George Kurtz, Rob Bowe, producing the show, pushing all the right buttons. Quick on his feet, too, and I want to congratulate uh, Rob Bowe. We called him Rob Lowe a couple weeks ago and uh, you know, graduated last weekend. Congratulations, uh, Rob. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Show sounding a lot better since you're a college graduate. I know, right? You could definitely tell. Uh, I have that de- those de- the yeah, degree fingers now, so I got educated. <laughs> there in. you go. Yeah. If you if you ever saw uh, the original uh, Wizard of Oz uh, movie and the you know the the uh, scarecrow was looking for a brain, yeah. so Instead of giving him a brain, the the wizard gave him that degree, and all of a sudden he started, you know, whipping up all these. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm you not know, sure if I have mathematical formulas, yet, but... right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, good, good, good job today. Thanks. Uh, George Kurtz, what's happening, brother? What's happening? Hey, it's Memorial Day weekend. The weather's nice. I think we're getting uh, rain a little bit here, uh, Joe. Uh, yeah. About five o'clock now. I think it's with the rain. Uh, so too bad because today was actually the warmest day so far this year for us. I think it was in the mid to high 80s. And uh, wondering, about, wondering about my Yankees tonight, Joe. Wondering if uh, mm. maybe we're going to get that delay. game in. Yeah, yeah I'd say it's, I think tomorrow's with the rain as well. So this could be a, mm-hmm. uh, a wet weekend in the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on a personal level, this this whole weather that, that we've been dealing with for the. You know, I, I like to put a little vegetable garden in, and I, my vegetables are usually in by like Mother's Day weekend, kind of like middle May. And now, uh, you know, we're at the end of May. I need to get my vegetables in. So I, I, uh, I don't. I don't have get a green them in thumb. and be. Tr- no, can't, can't help you. My wife. My wife does that. She actually has her garden out there, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been carrying dirt and freaking other crap from Home mm-hmm. Depot for Lord knows how long now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> green green thumb is not me. Uh, the weather has been crazy here, and it's been crazy mm-hmm. throughout baseball, right? I think we already yeah. have the most uh, canceled games throughout the uh, whatever thirty four, thirty six games been canceled so far this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to be a lot of double headers coming up. I think the Mets and uh, so the Mets and Braves play a double header on Memorial Day. Hmm. Let's play two. There you go. Uh, when we when I was a kid, I mean, there were like a, a few uh, double headers on the schedule, but you don't yeah. see that anymore. Yeah, you know, no, no, you, you don't. <laughs> I wonder, you know, with, with baseball, they uh, they're always arguing about shortening the season. You know, mm-hmm. mainly it's of course of the cold weather. I wonder why you don't schedule more double headers. Even if you have to schedule day night double headers, I understand right, the players. So you get the them. box office, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, but you you schedule one at one and one at seven. You know, mm-hmm. and it's you, you get both. I'm doing on maybe on a Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. I guess that would run into problems. You wouldn't want to run into football in uh, September and uh, 
Uh, I guess they would they wouldn't want to do that. We do it on a Saturday, so you get the best of both worlds there. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could do that. Yeah, do it a lot. Do it six, seven times. All of a sudden, that cuts gives more off days. Cuts another mm-hmm. week off the uh, season where you ended a little early or start a little later. Lord knows, starting in March didn't work out this year at all. Although the mm-hmm. weather was pretty brutal in mid to late April as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you you mentioned football, so uh, the good segue. I uh, wanted to talk a little football this hour if we can, and. Uh, you talked about like uh, the NFL and the PR machine and whatnot, but uh, it, uh, some news that came out this week, which uh, uh, was about Colin Kaepernick, is that the uh, NFL used a consulting firm last summer to poll fans as to whether or not they thought that uh, Colin Kaepernick should be signed. So I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, you know, and you know, what does that mean? I mean, if the fans ultimately said, yeah, I mean, he should be signed. I mean, would the NFL step in and, and try to encourage teams to do so? I mean, is that – that's kind of like, you know, maybe the NFL overstepping their boundaries if they would have to do that? I mean – Well, I think it's a, it would be a resource for teams to get an idea. Uh, I don't know what the NFL should be doing. Maybe a, let's say uh, – he can't call it starting with Seattle, right, from what, all reports that we've heard. Or then maybe mm-hmm. Seattle should run that poll among their fans. Mm-hmm. You right. know, because that's the, the uh, I'll say, we, we, once again, we discussed with Kevin Walsh. It's all about money, you know, and what happens was with the, with the protests, not specifically with Kaepernick's, but, you know, with, with, the, with these protests, mm-hmm. sponsors started leaving teams or sponsors right. started giving teams aggravation. That's mm-hmm. money, 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 money that these teams mm-hmm. may have been losing. And that's what, that's what drives the NFL. Don't kid yourself. They don't care about anything else. These owners want to make money. Mm-hmm. They want to make, but, uh, you know, oodles and oodles of money. So they started losing the sponsors, and the sponsors started giving them grief. So therefore, they decided, hey, you know, uh, we're not going to sign these guys, that sort of thing. So I think that's mm-hmm. where, where you're leaning towards here. It, the fan, you know, the fans are aggravated as well, but the fans, that's connected to the sponsors because the fans t- tell the sponsor, we're not going to buy your product now. And the, yes. and the sponsors tell the NFL, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old crap rolls downhill theory. So, uh, and that's, that's the issue here. So I, I, I don't I get the poll, but the, the, most of those polls aren't going to pass. I mean, Kaepernick, mm-hmm. you're going to have a hard time convincing me he's not, at the very least, a capable backup. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand there's only a few teams that could use him because he's a, a certain type of quarterback. You, know, you need a mobile, a mobile system. He's not going right. to work in every offense. You know, he's not going to work in the New England offense because you, you have to change your offense around if Brady got hurt. You know, from a, a pure uh, drop back pass to a one who can move outside of uh, the tackles and be mobile, and that's not going to work. But he would work mm-hmm. in Seattle, Russell Wilson, Dallas, Dak Prescott, and several other teams as well. Yeah, I would think Washington once again, Alex. But maybe it's actually Washington be bad because of uh, you know Trump would probably have a heart attack against them as well, so it may mm-hmm. not play there. But there are several teams where he would fit: Tennessee, with Mariota, you know, mobile quarterbacks. And like I said, you want to tell me he's not a starting um, a top thirty-two? I don't even know if you can convince me of that, but you certainly can't convince me he's not top sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at some points last season. It was almost painfully obvious uh, at some of the quarterback play uh, after some of the top uh, quarterbacks went down that maybe Kaepernick would have made uh, a you know better choice than some of the uh, the guys that we saw you know under center last year. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, so past couple of weeks uh, we've been breaking down uh, some divisions and just uh, kind of like. Uh, it's early in the season, so uh, we're just trying to use maybe some of the uh, 
results from the draft and and uh, you know the depth charts just to get a refamiliarize ourselves with the uh, football because right now uh, I mean a lot of people are drafting in these uh, best ball leagues. Uh, it's a good way to refamiliarize yourself with some of the players. But a uh, couple of the uh, the highlights from just news around the league, and uh, some of it we'll get into as we uh, you know descri- get into the analysis of some of the teams because. If- figure we'll pick up on the NFC North, and if we have time, maybe the AFC West. But um, Le'Veon Bell, supposedly the uh, Steelers expect him to uh, report right around the time that he reported last season, just before week one. Uh, hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. Uh, he and the Steelers have until I think it's July 16th to work out a long-term deal. Uh, I mean, I, if I remember from what you said last week, you're still very high on, on Bell. Uh, another year older. Um and I'm I'm getting concerned with him missing these uh, these training camps. That's me personally, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong; still top flight uh, running back. But you know, as you get older, I mean, you know, you need to sh- think about it, George. You and I were about the same age. I mean, if if you used to work out and then you kind of get back into it again, you, it takes you longer to warm up and and get ready, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it, it concerns me. The only reason I wouldn't take Bell number one uh, this year as a running back, or even over Gurley, is if he st- does hold out or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I guess take these unsigned since he hadn't signed his franchise until right before the season starts. Because I think uh, mm-hmm. you look at it last year, he got to a slow start because of that. You know, week one, uh, he only had 32 yards. Week two, he had 87, then 61. It really took him to week four where he seemed to get things going. He only had one touchdown the first three weeks. I guess the mm-hmm. argument against that would be, well, he played Cleveland. It was a decent uh, run defense. Minnesota, very good run defense. Chicago, two of those three games were on the road where Pittsburgh has always had their issues. But I would be worried about a slow start again. So if he does mm-hmm. that, that would, that would push me towards Gurley than a one overall pick. He's not going to show up until, uh, whatever, first week in September. Now, mm-hmm. other than that, I love Bell. I love his running style. I love what he does for the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do Catches another thing I worry balls about. balls right. the backfield as well. I mean, you know, just all He's around. only 26. He's not, yes. it's not like he's old at all. So mm-hmm. I like, listen, I, I, love, the, I love the player. Uh, it mm-hmm. all, one of the concerns for me, you know, when guys don't, uh, aren't in training camp, sometimes they suffer the quad injury, the hamstring, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the groin injury because they're just not quite in football shape. So that will concern mm-hmm. me as well. But uh, I will draft them no longer than, no worse than the second running back off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Luck. <laughs> you know, here's another story that I've heard before. Just saw a a, a story about him that the uh, Colts supposedly uh, he's going to be fine. Colts are not worried about him. I mean, he could have been a headline straight from you know 2017. Hasn't thrown a football in over 500 days. Uh, supposedly, I mean, Luck is uh, he believes in that his last rehab failed because uh, he uh, skipped some steps. So he's following this rehab assignment to a T. Uh, I guess the, the good news is is that, you know, we could say that we you know kind of question whether or not the Colts know what they're talking about, but I guess they feel strongly enough where they didn't draft a quarterback <laughs> this past, uh, in this past draft. Uh, but they did pick up uh, Quentin Nelson, uh, who was the uh, top guard from Notre Dame as their first pick, which is a good sign. But... Uh, uh, What's your whole take on this uh, Andrew Luck situation? Not drafting in one quarterback leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty much all that simple for me. Uh, there are just too many quarterbacks out there for me to to risk 
Andrew uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned the big problem. He has, he has no passion. My thinking of this could change. If he has a full training camp, he looks good, all right, yeah. then I'll change. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, mm-hmm. if I'm drafting today, you mm-hmm. know, we're all drafting the next six weeks until training camp starts, I am not, you know, not drafting Andrew Luck. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Won't be able to pull that trade because we just don't know. You know, mm-hmm. sure, he might play week one. Maybe it's week four. Maybe it's week eight. You know, two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, that's different. Then I would draft Andrew Luck because I'll go for the upside there. But if you do that, then you're almost forced to draft a third quarterback just mm-hmm. in case he can't go. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts still here with Andrew Luck. I don't think Indianapolis has any idea what's going on here. I'm not sure Luck <laughs> has any idea what's going on here. Mm-hmm. They just have to play it by ear and hopefully he heals, he follows it, and it works out. Uh, I think that's the bottom line here. I, you hope that Luck is right and that uh, following a full rehab schedule and doing exactly what he's told to do will mm-hmm. be the cure-all. But, man, this is a long time. I don't care what he did or didn't do. You would think he'd be healthy by now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they were satisfied enough with the play of uh, Jacoby Brissett that they didn't feel the need to uh, draft a, a quarterback. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Brissett's a fine backup, so I, I see mm-hmm. that. And if you want to read the tea leaves, you could say, well, the fact that they didn't uh, go after anybody in free agency means they do believe luck will start, as mm-hmm. you sort of said earlier. They believed mm-hmm. that last year, too. Yeah. And that didn't work out so well. Uh, Ersay said some things that must have really pissed Luck off about him. Uh, maybe it all being in his head, too. We heard from Ersay. I was like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Why you'd want to say that about your franchise quarterback is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a weird situation in Indianapolis. I think he does play this year. I'm just not so sure it's week one. And uh, two of their first three picks, like I mentioned, guards. I mean, uh, they got the the number one guy, Quentin Nelson, uh, who, you know, Giants couldn't do it. I'm very happy with them uh, drafting uh, Saquon Barkley, but it would have been nice. Uh, Some people had uh, predicted that the Giants might uh, take him. But uh, so let's uh, move forward. I mean, uh, one one last guy I just want to mention, Zay Jones. I mean, he was a guy very disappointing last year. in the news this week, I mean, if you're looking for him to uh, fulfill some of that big potential after a very poor rookie season, had knee surgery last week, so not expected to miss time, uh, but he also had a shoulder surgery in January, uh, going to cause him to miss uh, the rest of the spring workouts. Uh, he had some issues, right, off-the-field issues, uh, charges were dropped and whatnot, uh, had been charged with felony vandalism, but uh, just want to let people know that, look, if you know, a lot of people are looking now for, you know, the... Uh, post-hype sleepers, and uh, it just throws a little wrench into Zay Jones's <laughs> potential. As you mentioned, he's had an interesting off-season. A couple mm-hmm, of surgeries, mm-hmm. his, uh, uh, I'll just call it bizarre behavior in the hotel mm-hmm. with his brother. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what the hell was going on there? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had his issues. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, as far as knee surgery now, it doesn't look like it's going to cost him any time. But I'm not mm-hmm. so sure that's great anyway. I mean, you look at Buffalo. Uh, I mean, who's going to be starting quarterback? Are they going to give McCarron a shot and let Josh Allen go behind? Or are they going to put Allen in from day one? Either way, mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled about this. I, I own Zay Jones in a, uh, a, a deep dynasty league, and mm-hmm. odds are uh, he won't be starting for me, Not maybe during bye weeks. So draft-wise, um, regular leagues, redraft leagues, 10, 12-team leagues, no, uh, just say no. Maybe he's a guy, he's a wave of wire guy. He's playing mm-hmm. well the first couple of weeks, fine. You pick up the hot guy off the wave of wire. He could be the hot guy off the wave of wire, yes. But I even have my doubts about that. Mm. Can't argue with you. 
So uh, last week we uh, finished off. We were, like you said, we're trying to go uh, division by division. Why don't we start? Uh, we're going to go to commercial a couple of minutes, but we'll start with the NFC North. And uh, may have to pick it up after the commercial. But uh, Vikings obviously uh, gave up the uh, fewest points in the NFL last season. So obviously have a very good defense. New quarterback in town, Kirk Cousins. Um, are you a Kirk Cousins guy? I'm a Kirk Cousins guy. Uh, I do believe in Cousins. I think he's mm-hmm. a uh, is a, a QB one in fantasy. I mm-hmm. do think he was holding back a little bit in Washington to protect his uh, big big contract. And now that he's got it, he'll open. You know, he'll let it loose a little bit more, which I think could be good. I love mm-hmm. this team. I mean, I think this. Is a, I mean, Dalvin Cook uh, back from the ACL. That's a running mm-hmm. back one. You know, Cousins, like I said, I think he's a low NQ quarterback one. Thiel and Diggs mm-hmm. gives you two good wide receivers. Uh, I you do. I worry about chemistry. You know, he's a new quarterback, but then again, mm-hmm. they didn't seem to have a problem with Keenum. And Keenum, uh, you know, Bradley was supposed to start there. Keenum took over. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, how many passes could he have thrown to these guys? So I think it works out well. Rudolph gives him a solid tight end. Not the Jordan Reed type, but someone who's at least available to play. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think Cousins is going to have a good, a good, solid season. Yeah. And uh, running back-wise, uh, Dalvin Cook uh, backed up by Latavius Murray. Murray was had a surprisingly good year. But uh, let's continue this after the commercial break. We've got uh, lots more for you. Continue breaking down the NFC North. Finish up on the Vikings. Got the Lions, the Packers. Uh, Packers are very active this offseason. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with George Kurtz. And you've heard about uh, DailyRoto.com Dollar Mug here on the network, but I uh, wanted to put it into context for you. Let's say that you bought a lottery ticket. I mean, you pay your dollar, you pick a bunch of numbers, and that's it. You then clutch the ticket and hope. Now let's say that you try DailyRoto.com Dollar Month. You pay your dollar. You get access for 30 days, and you're transported into a world that has produced five millionaires. Take destiny into your own hands. Go to DailyRoto.com and enter the code $1. That's DailyRoto.com and enter the code $1. So, uh, George, uh, before we left uh, for commercial, we were talking a little uh, Minnesota Vikings, and uh, you're right. I mean, this is a team, you know, that you, you got to love in a way, right? I mean, when you look at their uh, depth chart, I mean, uh, Thielen and Diggs, two big-time uh, wide receivers, I mean, really developed. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, uh, 2016 first-round uh, pick for them. Uh, what, what are you thinking about with the Laquan Treadwell? Uh, Mike Zimmer was saying basically he needs to get out of his own way. That I mean, they, they still believe in his talent. Uh, is he someone that maybe, uh, you, you know, 
might pick up uh, later in drafts. Any love for Laquan Treadwell? No. No. Okay. No. Just, just, just no. I mean, once again, he's another wave away guy. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, listen, last round of your draft, you know, or mm-hmm. round 14, whatever, uh, before the kickers and defenses, uh, you want to take a shot at him? Fine. Mm-hmm. No, no issues with that at all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, they're all dartboard throws at that point. You know, you're, you're hoping to hit lightning in a bottle. But uh, mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy, if it's not working out week one, week two, he's the first guy moving away from to once again mm-hmm. get somebody who might be lightning in a bottle. Get that hot wave by a guy that no one drafted after the first week or so of the season. But I have no mm-hmm. problem drafting anybody, really. In, in the late round, you, your reserves, other than, mm-hmm. other than uh, plays that may have slipped through, other than that, I have no problem taking just about anybody. But like I said, I'm, I'm not waiting to move on from these guys. It doesn't look mm-hmm. good. Next. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Dalvin Cook, he got off to such a great start, but uh, season-ending injury, uh, improved Minnesota Vikings offensive line. Uh, any hesitation in drafting him this year coming off his injury? I mean, there's always hesitation. ACL injuries can can sometimes be tricky. Not everyone's Adrian Peterson comes back and uh, ends up being God that season, but it's running mm-hmm. back. They're not enough to go around anyway. And now you're right. getting a, a damn good running back who looked damn good last year on a damn good team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't have a choice here. He's a running back one. There just aren't enough to go around. Sure, you, you'd like to play it safe. You know, mm-hmm. make him a, a, a mid-range running back two and drop him a few rounds. But if you don't take the chance, someone else is. And as I said, there just aren't enough to go around anyway. Uh, do I think he's going to split some kind of role with Latavius Murray? Yes, because of what you mentioned earlier. Murray was good last year, too. So mm-hmm. it, I think uh, it'll still be his, Dalvin Cook's role, his job. But the split could be 65-35, somewhere around there. Wouldn't shock me in the least. You think that he vultures, uh, Latavius Murray uh, vultures some of that uh, goal line? Uh, I think he's from I, I think he's more than a vulture. That's the, that's the key mm-hmm. there. He's more mm-hmm. than a handcuff. I think he's. I think Latavius Murray is, is drafted outright because of what he can bring to a team, especially during the bye week, stuff like that. You know, when mm-hmm. you're down a running back or down a player, down a flex. You know, so mm-hmm. I think uh, Murray has value in his own right. But yes, uh, I mean, would you be happier as a Cook owner if Murray wasn't on the team? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the Detroit Lions. They were nine and seven last year. Uh, Matthew Stafford back as their uh, uh, quarterback. And uh, they, they have a lot of uh, moving parts in their running game. Uh, Theo Riddick's still there. Uh, basically more of a uh, pass-catching back, right? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. They signed LeGarrette Blunt this, uh, this offseason. Uh, uh, and they also uh, have uh, on Johnson, who they drafted. Uh, is there anyone out of this backfield that you would uh, feel comfortable owning? Yeah, and they got Amir Abdullah as well. All right, so right. but yeah, I have to assume, have to assume, you know, when you draft Carryon Johnson in the second round, mm-hmm. you're drafting him to be a starter. I mean, right? I mean, you're drafting mm-hmm. him to be a starter. He's uh, six foot, about 212 pounds, so he's got a good size. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's not huge. It's not like he's the goal line back. I think that could be what Legarre Blunt is, your short mm-hmm. yardage guy. I think Riddick and Abdullah, I think uh, you mentioned Riddick's the pass catcher, fine. Uh, not mm-hmm. that uh, Johnson can't do that, but I think that's what Riddick does. Uh, I don't know what Abdullah's role is going to be, if any. You know, maybe he's on the cutting room floor when they got to cut, cut down their roster spots. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have to carry on Johnson, but this is a mess here. Because Johnson loses value if Blunt's going to be that goal line guy. 
you know, so that that's an issue there for me. If Blunt's gonna be the goal line guy, you know, how many touchdowns he's gonna get? You know, we're talking about now we're over four to six instead of eight to ten. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a problem there. So this is another situation where Johnson would be the first running back I would take, but he's a running back, a low running back two, running back three for me, but Blunt has value as well as more of a flex play if he's going to steal those touchdowns. It's a situation worth watching in training camp and to pay attention to, but that's how I expect it to break out, almost a three, three-headed three monster. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of what we're going to see in Cleveland, by the way, same thing there, where Riddick catches the ball out of the backfield, Blunt's short yardage and Johnson's t- the between the t- uh, t- you know twenty to twenty guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about their uh, wide receivers? Basically, Golden Tate uh, pretty much did what you expected him to do. Uh, really, more of a, uh, a PPR guy. You know, ninety-two catches, a little over a thousand yards. Uh, doesn't catch many touchdown passes. Five last season, four the year before. Uh, does tack on? I mean. He's known, his claim to fame is that he tacks on yardage after the catch. Um, but uh, still not in, in my opinion, not in that upper echelon of uh, top wide receivers in the NFL. Definitely a, 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 a good guy to roster in PPR leagues. Yeah, he's a PPR guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with Detroit, he's averaging over 90 yards, uh, 90 catches a season, about 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets... Uh, you know, last year only 120 targets, which is low for him. Uh, he mm-hmm. had more in there each year since. I think that's because Marvin Jones came over. Galladay was there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that Galladay did all that much, but uh, he's a low end wide receiver too. PPR mm-hmm. leagues. Uh, the touchdowns are never going to be immense. You know, they're just not. He's going to catch somewhere between five and seven. Uh, mm-hmm. They are still a throwing team, I would assume, unless Johnson really does tear it up. But uh, I said low end wide receiver two in PPR league, someone I still target because once again PPR points are, are important and Savard and him mm-hmm. do have a connection. And Marvin Jones seems to have a, a knack for finding the end zone. Nine touchdowns uh, last season, back in 2013. I know it's a while ago, but uh, yeah, ten touchdowns uh, for the Bengals. Um, had 1100, pretty much a, a pretty nice year last year, kind of like quietly, right? I mean that the. Uh, 61 catches isn't going to do much for you in a PPR league, but in a standard league, uh, the 1,101 receiving yards and the nine touchdowns, something to consider. Yeah, listen, I like Marvin Jones. A nice mm-hmm. veteran wide receiver. Once again, uh, had his best season to date last year outside of a touchdown, 61 receptions, 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. I'll take that again. I'll take that again mm-hmm. in a heartbeat before you can mm-hmm. get in. Once again, wide receiver three uh, for your team. Uh, the, the Lions generally have been a passing team because they haven't had much of a running game. Like I said, I mm-hmm. do wonder if that changes now because now you do have all these running backs. Uh, what if it works out with Kerry Johnson? Not that he's the next uh, Ezekiel Elliott or someone like that, but what if he gives him a, a solid option there? You know, mm-hmm. How many uh, throws does that take away a game per, per game for Stafford? You know, mm-hmm. Is that something to think about there? But bottom line is, like I said, I still think Detroit's going to throw the ball a lot. So uh, I'm going to have him as my – he's going to be my top 40 as a wide receiver, Marvin mm-hmm. Jones. What about Kenny Galladay? I mean, a lot of people, uh, myself, I, I believe you too, we, we were very high on him last uh, preseason. Uh, a little disappointing, you know, overall. Uh, but do we think that maybe uh, Baby Tron, uh, as he's known, <laughs> maybe takes a step forward this year? He was very disappointing last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, a believer in him. Uh, he only had 28 receptions, only 48 targets, and three mm-hmm. touchdowns. And, you know, it's, two of those touchdowns came in week one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so he yeah. had one touchdown. Yeah. Everyone was excited after week one. You're right. Yeah. All right. I mean, he missed a, a, a what four, five, six games with the injury. So mm-hmm. I still have hope there because I think when you get injured in your, your rookie season, you so, it sort of becomes a lost season. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're moving on, doing different things. So I, I have hope here. Uh, but he's not going to be anything more than a uh, bench play, uh, as far as drafting, a bench play for me. I'm not, I'm not drafting him as a starter. I think if you draft him as a starter, mm-hmm. that's a mistake because I think Tate, you know, still ahead of him. Jones still ahead of him. They got a better running game here. Yeah, he could have a better – he could be in, in a better place, be a better player, but have a similar season. Yeah, mm-hmm. that wouldn't shock me at all where, you know, what I, what I say, he had a 28-477. Well, maybe he has 42 and 600. You know, mm-hmm. better season, better player, but because of the options around him, doesn't really reach his full potential. I also wonder if he – because of what you said, Babytron, if he becomes mm-hmm. that red zone threat, which is where his value may lie, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Rather than a yardage and a reception guy, but a touchdown guy because he can go up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, Lions predominantly a, p- a passing team. Uh, are you a Matthew uh, Stafford kind of guy? I mean, uh, basically, I think we know what we're going to get out of him. We know what he is, right? I mean, uh, you know, 4,400 uh, passing yards last year, you know, 29 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions. I mean, I think he's a, a pretty good uh, fantasy quarterback. I mean, he's no Aaron Rodgers, but no slouch either. Yeah, he's going to be in that. Uh, he's, he's definitely a quarterback one. I don't see how he's not a quarterback one uh, for most teams. Uh, but he'll be that guy you can grab late. You know, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're waiting on a quarterback, which I will in most leagues, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be waiting until double-digit rounds unless I'm in a two-quarterback league. He'll be in my top 12. Actually, he may be mm-hmm. number 12, but he'll be in mm-hmm. my top 12, along with guys like Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I know I'm a little big on Garoppolo. I'm not sure I'm there yet with him. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. will be there. Uh, and then that mix. As a quarterback is deep. If you're not going to spend up for an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, then I'm waiting. And I mean, I'll mm-hmm. wait forever. Because I don't think I, out of all those guys I just mentioned, I don't think I care which one I end up with. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and some people are going to throw Andrew Luck in that mix as well. And uh, and I don't have a problem with drafting someone like Luck in round 12, whatever it is. My only issue is if I draft Luck in round 12, it means I got to draft, you know, Jameis Winston a couple of rounds later. I need someone like that to cover myself. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so let's move on to the uh, Packers, who've uh, made some moves this uh, this off season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers missed a chunk of time last year. Uh, Brett Hundley came in, and, and mixed results to say the least. Uh, they've added Deshaun Kaiser, uh, if they, it excites you at all. But uh, the, the uh, running game is uh, going to be interesting too. They have a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts in uh, their backfield as well. Uh, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, I'm not even sure. You know, he could go back to uh, becoming a, a wide receiver as well. Aaron Jones. Uh, any, any of these uh, running backs stand out at you uh, regarding the uh, Packers situation? Well, once again, it's another situation. We've seen this a lot with a lot of teams in the NFL over the past, what, five, ten years. It, very few teams have that pure running back one. You know, mm-hmm. The guy who's going to carry the ball 20-plus times a game, the guy you can rely on. A lot of teams go with some kind of mix. And that's what we're seeing here with oh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, uh, Ty Montgomery as well. And you're right, could he go back to being a wide receiver? Now they lost Jordy Nelson. There's sort of more room there. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Jones also pleaded no contest to, uh, uh, what was it, a couple of months ago? Uh, something about a traffic stop. I forget what it was. So I wonder if he's, could he get suspended for that? You know, so I wonder if that, that uh, plays into this as well. He could be facing a four-game suspension eventually. So mm-hmm. bottom line is this. If I, if you, once again, drafting today, from what we know, I'm taking Jamal Williams. 
he'd be the running back I would take there. He's no more than a low-end running back, too, because I think it is going to be some kind of a you know, smorgasbord mess here where there's a little bit of everybody here. But Jamal Williams would be the first guy that I would take off the board. Uh, you know, as far as Montgomery, I think he's the uh, he's the problem. You know, what, they, what are they going to do with him? You know, he did, is coming up with wrist surgery, which is healed. He, he practiced an OTA, so he is fine. Uh, but... Is he going to play both? We talk a wide receiver and running back, which sort of hurts his value there. Because where do you, you know, he's a he's a flex play. That's really where I'm going. Is he's a flex play at best because I think he is going to be a, sort of a hybrid for both uh, for Green Bay, where he's going to play mm-hmm. a little bit of everywhere. He'll be somebody. Oh, they're going to want to use him as a, as a weapon, but the defense is going to have to account for him for wherever he's going to be in the backfield, in the slot, on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to try and get mismatches that way. Yeah, too bad. Like, you know, in fantasy baseball, you get a, a lot of players that have uh, multi-position eligibility. I mean, Ty Montgomery, perfect example of someone in fantasy football uh, that uh, if some of these proactive fantasy football providers, you know, might uh, make him eligible at more than one spot. It would be interesting. I mean, like in baseball, we generally use, what, the 10-game rule or the 20-game yeah. rule? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what would you have to do with football? Uh, <laughs> how many quarters are you playing? It'd probably be, it might even be how many plays. Because, yeah. you know, even quarters, I mean, what if you don't get the ball that quarter? Or you only have one right. drive. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where do you line up? I mean, that's probably where it is. Where do you line up and do a percentage? Mm-hmm. You know, is it 25% of the time you line up as a wide receiver? You get uh, a wide receiver eligibility? I'd be something cool with something like that. Probably a percentage mm-hmm. more than anything else for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- you mentioned uh, Jordy Nelson no longer on the team. Uh, Devontae Adams, clearly the uh, wide receiver one. Does uh, Geronimo Allison take a step forward? Or I guess kind of have to almost wait and see to see what Ty Montgomery's role is going to be. I I don't think Montgomery will take Allison's role. You know, so mm-hmm. that's the thing there. I think Allison is in play here, yeah. Because we're all going to look for that second receiver from Aaron Rodgers. Just Green Bay, listen, they're, they're trying to fix the defense, but I still think, still think this is a team that's going to play a lot of shootouts. You know, a lot of high-scoring games, and you know we don't know Aaron Rodgers. He's going to throw that ball all over the field. You know, I, I, the running game is solid, but it's not. Once again, there's no pure back there. We have to give him the ball 20 plus times. They're going to they're throw the ball a lot. That's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to take a shot at Allison in some leagues. He's there, uh, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Uh, certainly, uh, at least a bench player for me. And I might even plug him in there as a starter to see see what happens. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to. I'd like to get some. Sh- uh, if I play in eight leagues, I'd like to get two shares of him. Would you rather own him or Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb now two straight years, uh, six hundred plus receiving yards, uh, sixty or so uh, receptions last year was sixty six and four touchdowns in each of the past couple of years. Uh, would you rather have? Who, who do you put ahead of? Do you put Allison ahead of Cobb at this stage? Well, I think it depends upon your thinking. Does Rogers look to Cobb more now that Nelson's not there? He knows mm-hmm. Cobb. You know, or as Cobb, uh, the reason those numbers are really pedestrian because he's, his play has slipped. He's no play. He's only 27. He'll be 28 in August. So right. let's, for all intents and purposes, he's 28. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not old, not old at all. He's had some injuries to deal with. Although he's only missed three games the past, what, four years here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like Cobb. I, that's the, what I think is I like him a lot. I'm a conservative guy, so I'm probably going to end up going Cobb before I go Allison. But I'm not all that confident in that because I don't know if the reason he's not catching balls is because Nelson, you know, and, Carl, and Rogers is always looking for him. A lot of plays mm-hmm. broke down, which is what made Nelson valuable. Plays broke down, and then Rogers would find Nelson. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, was he looking for Nelson, or was Carl just never open? 
So that's, I think that's where I'm going with this here. So Cobb mm-hmm. worries me somewhat, but I think he's more of a conservative play, which, which is why he'll appeal to me more. All right, well, when we come back, uh, we'll finish up our discussion with the Packers. Uh, Jimmy Graham has some company as a tight end for the Packers. Uh, A little news uh, with uh, Mercedes Lewis. We'll be back with more fantasy football analysis on Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. That's Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Rob Bo producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. And again, I uh, want to uh, thank uh, all the military personnel out there for their continued service. Uh, some have made the ultimate sacrifice, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Memorial Day weekend, kind of like the unofficial start to uh, the, the summertime. George, you, are you, what's your favorite season? Are you a summer guy? Do you, do you like spring, fall? What's, 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 uh, well, what I used George to like Kurt's spring. Tick? Mm-hmm. I used to like spring when we had spring. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. March twenty sixth. Now the weather's finally starting to turn here, and even but even mm-hmm. that, tomorrow's supposed to be lousy here. So once right, again, right. Uh, if you play yep. right, it's uh, that's going to affect the DFS play for tomorrow for baseball. It's eighty six mm-hmm. right now, and tomorrow's supposed to be the high of sixty three. I mean, wow. so it's dropping twenty five degrees. Like, you got to be kidding me mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. uh, what this weather uh, fluctuates. So uh, I used to be a spring guy because uh, you know. Nice weather, and could go out, but I'm not going to die out there. Uh, now mm-hmm. it's summer. I, I, I just want some warm weather, man. I'm tired of uh, tired of freezing, tired of snow, rain, wind, and all this other crap. Uh, so uh, give me summer because we just we just don't have a spring anymore. I understand if you might people say, well, how about fall? Fall, you're going into winter. You know, mm-hmm. this spring, summer's coming. Fall, I'm going into winter, and it's cold. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, I got to say summer because we we just don't have spring anymore here in the northeast. Not a cold weather guy. I, I deal with it very well, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it does. I mean, it doesn't bother me like it uh, does most people. You can dress warm, and uh, I'm used to working outside. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I referee hockey games that's outdoors all year long. So you know, talking mm-hmm. to the games I've refed in below zero weather, and mm-hmm. as long as you're you're moving around, you're fine. So I handle it fine, but that doesn't mean I like it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'd much rather be in uh, you know wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And and they play like you said all year round, and it's out. I mean, I'm. Playing outdoors in in the middle of uh, summer, or is that uh, indoors? No, it's uh, it's outdoors. Uh, so uh, it's, it's it is all year round. But I've been doing it for wow. forever. Yeah. So uh, I and I tell you one thing, I'd much rather ref and or play in the cold. You can always mm-hmm. wear of more course. clothing. Huh. 
when it's right. hot out, I can't wear less clothing. And plus, uh, mm-hmm. anybody who's ever who'd, seen who'd me. Who would want to see it? Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm about like, no the whitest white guy ever, so I burn pretty damn easy. <laughs> so uh, this, the sun is uh, not my friend. I, mean, I could burn under a lamp. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so let's uh, continue. We were talking uh, NFC North, breaking down some of the teams, uh, you know, early preseason uh, breakdown here. And uh, before we left, uh, we were talking about the Packers and uh, Jimmy Graham. You know, I was looking at his numbers. I forgot that, that just how good he was last year. Uh, 57 catches and 10 touchdowns. But uh, this week, the uh, Packers added uh, Mercedes Lewis to their roster. A lot of people up in arms thinking that maybe uh, Mercedes Lewis might be vulturing some of those touchdowns away from him. Uh, I, I mean, sure. I, I mean, Lewis may catch me a, a touchdown or two, but he's never been a great mm-hmm. uh, receiving tight end, more of a better mm-hmm. overall tight end. Uh, I'm not worried. Really, I'm not. If Graham stays healthy, he's the man Rodgers is going to look to. Uh, Graham's a guy great in the red zone, which is probably his best skill at this point in his career. With the injuries, are really taken away what he could have or would have been. He's not the same player he was with New Orleans because of those injuries. So, right. uh, well, that's good. I'm probably not drafting a tight end early. Uh, it's, just, it's just not the direction I generally go. But if I am, I, mean, I have no problem with Jimmy Graham. Uh, to mm. me, he's still going to be. Uh, Gronk goes ahead of him. Uh, Ertz goes ahead of him. After that, you, you can make an argument for him any time after that. You know, I don't believe really in Greg, uh, Greg Olson. Didn't have, he was terrible last year. The injury and the connection with uh, Cam Newton, uh, Jordan Reed. No, thank you. The guy can never guess. Stay healthy. Uh, I mean, I like Kelsey a lot, but, you know, he had a connection with Alex Smith. What's going to happen now with Mahomes? You know, mm-hmm. that being said, I still would take Kelsey ahead of him. Evan Ingram, okay, I like him as well, but I don't know if I can grab these guys ahead of uh, Jimmy Graham. But they're all in the mm-hmm. same category. But that's also why I'm waiting on tight end, because I think tight end is fairly deep up until you get about eight, or, about nine, ten in, then it gets a little scary. Mm-hmm. Lost a big one this week, and we'll talk about the uh, the Bears in a couple minutes. But uh, I'm looking at ADPs off of uh, the MFL 10, you know, the uh, best ball leagues. And a couple of guys you mentioned uh, right up there, Travis Kelsey uh, right now, uh, number one in ADP. Zach Ertz, uh, big, big season last year, number two. And Gronk at number three. And uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, coming in at number four, and uh, Hunter Henry was coming in at number five, but uh, he's done a non-contact inju- injury, uh, so that, that's going to be a big uh, loss for the Chargers. And now uh, people are starting to wonder, you know, Antonio Gates, do they bring him back? It has brutal, brutal mm-hmm. lose Hunter Henry. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, non-contact ACL done for the season. Ugh, and the Chargers just have no luck. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. no luck. Uh, so uh, he's gone. I-, I wondered the same thing. First thing I tweeted out when I heard about it, is I wonder if Antonio Gates, they have to make that phone call and mm-hmm. say, hey, listen, we need you. We need you, buddy. You know, come, come on down to Los Angeles. Uh, I, I assume that call- phone call has already been made. I mean, I think we heard somebody from the Chargers organization mention it, that uh, mm-hmm. certainly going to have to keep him in mind. So I'd have to make the call just to find out what mm-hmm. kind of shape he's in, to see if he wants to play, that sort of thing. Even if you – you've got to do your due diligence just to find out if he wants to play. You know, does sure. he want to come back? Which I believe he does. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect mm-hmm. this to work out eventually where he ends up there. Right now, their tight end one would be Virgil Green, and that's not going to work out. So I expect mm-hmm. Gates to be there and play a sort of a part-time role pass-catching tight end. Yeah, like I said, we'll talk about the Bears in a, in a couple of seconds, but just the looking at the uh, tight ends available, uh, it's going to be an interesting year because, uh, you know, uh, 
the top three, like I mentioned, uh, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and, and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, do you agree with that? I mean, uh, there's no doubt Gronkowski's one, right? I don't think there's any doubt no, about that. No, he's number either. three, according to, according to MFL 10s. I'm not surprised. See, and, and you brought up a good point because right, why are we assuming that connection? Mm-hmm. Right, that he's going to be the same play with Mahomes that he was with Alex Smith. Why are we assuming right. that? You know, mm-hmm. I I think he is because once mm-hmm. I I said this many times. I think the, the tight end is uh, the big tight end over the middle is the a rookie quarterback's. I know he's not technically a rookie, but he really is uh, a yeah, rookie quarterback's yeah. fav- best friend mm-hmm. because he's big, mm-hmm. he's close to the line of scrimmage, you get the ball to him. So I do expect mm-hmm. it to work out. But I, I think the hype on Mahomes is overblown, too. Can we see the guy play uh, anywhere near a season first before we assume he's going to be the next great thing? You know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing, man. You know, it started really with Rosberg and, and Matt Ryan years ago when they came into the league right, and they performed great right away. They spoiled everybody. Where everyone thinks it's going to happen now year after year. And now Deshaun Watson did the same thing last year. And we think these guys are going to be great from day one. A lot of quarterbacks aren't great from day one. That it does mm-hmm. take time. You know, I know last year we had, you know, two years ago, Dak Prescott was great. And then last year he bombed. You know, so I'm very, very cautious with assuming these guys are going to be fantastic. Uh, that being said, you know, I think Mahomes will be fine. I think Kelsey's going to be fine too. Mainly because, man, you signed Watkins, one of the best deep threats, speed threats. You already had Tyree Kill who does the same thing. Who's catching right. these underneath rats, routes for Kansas City? It might, it mm-hmm. might all go to Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Might also help uh, Kareem Hunt, too, catching some balls out of the backfield, too. It should because, you know, you, uh, I mean, teams are going to have to play at least one safety over the top, if not two, to make sure these guys don't get a blow by these cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Gronkowski, number three, does that really surprise you? I mean, uh, do you think that it takes into consideration his injury history or maybe like the uh, the fact that he was kind of up in uh, – you know, not 100% sure whether or not he wanted to come back this year. I mean, does that kind of concern you about him? Or just, well, that was my when f- he's on the field, I mean, let's face it, he's probably the best tight end in football. My first thought was what you just said. Uh, mm-hmm. How early were these MFL 10s? Well, this is when Grant, we didn't know for sure that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of, I don't want to say there are a lot, of, but there are a few problems in New England. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year. All right. This, I mean, neither one's showing up to the off-season programs, uh, which mm-hmm. they've never had. They've never had this problem before in New England. We know there's a, uh, a lot of derisiveness. Brady feels like he's uh, not uh, not respected enough there, or or not thanked. Whatever it is, I, I understand mm-hmm. where Brady's going with it. Where you know he gave because he, he does give up a ton of money to make sure mm-hmm. they uh, he can I guess field a good team around him. He's probably wondering, well, where's this going? You know, I, you mm-hmm. know I, now I don't have Brandon Cooks. Assuming that he wasn't the reason Brandon Cooks is gone, which I wonder if that's it too. You know, but I think that's probably more on Cooks because Cooks couldn't make it work with Breeze, couldn't make it work with Brady. You know, kind of strange right. when you think about that. Two of the best quarterbacks really in the history of the game, and you can't make it work with, and they couldn't wait to get rid of you. So uh, strange there. But uh, like I said, uh, Brady, uh, did he, was he the reason that they don't have Garoppolo anymore because he wanted to get rid of him and didn't like the fact that there was somebody? And I'll never understand that, by the way. You know, even if uh, if Brady was the reason, were you really worried about Garoppolo taking your job? <laughs> you I mean, Tom really? Brady, for goodness you, sake, right? Yeah. You, you know, I don't. That's why you know Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh when you, mm-hmm. you know, all these things about uh, Rudolph. Really, and Mason Rudolph. Yep. Right. You're worried about Rudolph taking your job. Mm-hmm. You know, the only issue with you, Ben, is you. Besides, like I think you're a complete ass. Is that uh, you? You you threaten retirement. You did it for the last couple mm-hmm. of years. What did you expect Pittsburgh to do? I mean, really, what do you expect them to do? 
But seriously, uh, when you're on the field, you're as good as anybody else. You weren't going to get replaced. I, I'll, man, there's Except a lot when of you play on the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there is that. But <laughs> either, either way, he, he wasn't going to get replaced. Uh, there's a lot of insecurities mm-hmm. in these professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you're kind of surprised. But you're, I think you're right. You know, we, we kind of look up to these athletes and think they've got it going on. But you're right. I mean, you don't realize just how insecure they might be. And listen, that's human nature. I get it. So, you know, the team drafts somebody, you're worried about them taking your job. But you, you have to realize you're a place. And mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger was never going to lose his job to Rudolph. Brady was never. Actually, you know, of the two, I would, if I'm Brady, I might be a little bit more worried because uh, New England does have a tendency to do this sort of thing where they still mm-hmm. release good players because they want to get younger and cheaper. But Brady was already cheap. Right. You know, you, you already take a $10 million and you were still playing great. You know, so I don't think Brady really had anything to worry about there. I don't. Uh, I think the project New England go deeper than that. Maybe it's the Alex Guerrero, the whatever he is, the what a strength and conditioning coach yeah. that wasn't getting along with Bill. There's it, a, it's a lot more stuff going on with New England than we've seen in the past. Or so maybe right. what I should say is now we're hearing about it where before we never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with tight ends, and then we'll, like I said, we'll finish off the NFC uh, North with Chicago Bears in a second. But any of these tight ends kind of stick out at you in terms of guys that might take a big leap forward, like, you know, uh, O.J. Howard. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a year or two for a tight end to uh, establish themselves. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram had a great first year, in my opinion. But uh, you think that maybe O.J. Howard uh, might uh, take a big step forward? 26 receptions, six touchdowns last year. Looking for a big leap out of him or no? Well, I would have thought that. Really would have thought that. You know, I, I like O.J. Howard. You know, I, I think he's a, a very good tight end. It could even be a uh, a great tight end. And I thought he would be the next person to take that big leap right up until they signed Cameron Brate to a long-term contract. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I, I'm, listen, I don't understand why Tampa Bay did that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you drafted O.J. Howard in the first round. He had a good, solid year last year. He looked like he was coming on, especially at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you sign Brate to the big deal. And this is nothing against Brate, who I think is a good, mm-hmm. uh, a very good tight end in yeah. his own right. But mm-hmm. I just don't understand why he's spending that money in the salary cap era. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a $41 million contract. You know, mm-hmm. He's getting almost $7 million a year. That's a lot of money for a, tie, for a position you, just, you didn't need. That money could have right. been spent better elsewhere is where I'm going with that. I wouldn't have signed Brate to that big a deal here. But you know, once again, I think this hurts the value of both you know, Howard and Brate because I think they're going to cannibalize each other. You know, and right. I think that's an issue here. Uh, I don't have either one of my top 12, so neither one do I have mm-hmm. as a tight end one. Uh, I mean, I, if you're a fantasy owner, what you're hoping for is that really, I mean, I know it's terrible, but one gets hurt, and then the mm-hmm. other one has the, the full-time job to himself. If that would if that would happen, then yes, uh, mm-hmm. well, the other one would uh, jump into the top 12. David Njuku, according to this uh, ADP from uh, the uh, MFL10s, myfantasyleague.com, Njuku, number seven, and you have uh, you mentioned Greg Olson didn't look that great when he came back from uh, from his injury. He had a tough year last year, but number ten. I mean, uh, do you think that's fair? Njoku is number seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Njoku smoking yeah. here. He, he's right at uh, number eight is Kyle Rudolph. Number nine O.J. Howard. Number ten Greg Olson. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. How, oh, I don't get yeah. how O.J. Howard's there either. I mean, mm-hmm. I like to see these guys. These guys aren't putting in here. I mean, uh, guys I would have a, a head just over Gronkowski, Kelsey, Ertz, Ingram, Walker, Olsen, uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Michael Burton. Number 14. 
Yeah, Trey Burton. Yeah, that's that. a guy. Let's, that leads us into uh, our, our Bears conversation. But Walker all the way down to fourteen. Trey Burton, uh, number eleven, and uh, he looked really good when he was filling in for Zach Ertz last year. Uh, Bears going to be an interesting team, I think. Well, the Bears finally have a legitimate offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it was. Quarterback year two, right. uh, Jordan Howard. A decent running back, but you got Tariq Cohen also, you know, that little scat back action too. Uh, Allen Robertson coming back. Um, Taylor Gabriel going to be a deep threat supposedly. Going to be an interesting offense. It's 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 legitimate. What I mean, I don't mean it's great. What I mean is it's they right. have all the pieces. You know, where you right. have the uh, defense have to worry about everything. They have uh, the quarterback in Trubisky. And listen, he's, he's not a fantasy pick, not in one quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not even on on the radar. But he's a legitimate right. NFL quarterback. He'll only get better. They have a good running game. Howard and Cohen. That's a nice one-two punch as far as thunder and lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll perform well. Uh, Allen Robertson, um, once again, assuming he's over the ACL, wasn't a, wasn't a speed guy anyway, just a good wide receiver. Right. Anthony Miller, mm-hmm. Tyler, uh, Taylor Gabriel, maybe get something out of Kevin White. Do I think there's still room there to improve? I do. But it's, once again, it's it's not the unit they had the past couple of years where it really was a whole bunch of nobodies. And Trey mm-hmm. Burton is, a, I like Trey Burton at tight end a lot. I think mm-hmm. I think he'd have been really good with Philadelphia if they didn't have Zach Ertz. But Burton is somebody uh, who I think is going to make uh, – and we know his name because we're, we're we do this, but I think he'll make a mm-hmm. name for himself in the NFL this season. I think it'll be a good solid tight end you can grab late in the draft because people won't know him as much, and you'll get mm-hmm. solid production for someone you're able to draft in round twelve, round thirteen, because people might mm-hmm. still stay stay awake. Oh, he's on Chicago. I'm not drafting any of this guy. I think Burton's right. going to be fine. I wonder this. You know, if Dallas would have known that Jason Witten was retiring, I think they mm-hmm. would have made a much stronger play for Trey Burton when free agency opened. That's a very good point. Very good fit there. Uh, last year, 23 receptions, 248 yards, receiving, and five touchdowns. Like I said, I mean, you know, Zach Ertz had a fantastic year for the Eagles, but when he wasn't, uh, when he was hurt, they, they really didn't miss him too much because Burton was really, uh, he really filled in very nicely. You, yeah, you I'm started, a Burton guy. You know, you started your rankings? Uh, where do you have Burton? Right now I have a number 11. So, mm-hmm. but I think he's he's going to move up for me, you know. Because uh, I look at the tight end, I, yeah, I, I like I said I like Burton a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. and Kyle, he's in the same tier as like uh, Kyle Rudolph, uh, mm-hmm. Jack Doyle is somebody I keep. You know, he's hard to rank until I find out about Luck. Right. You know, I need to right. find out about Luck before I can really get a hold of Jack Doyle. Tyler Eifert mm-hmm. uh, is someone I draw. George Kittle is someone I'm interested. In. And, uh, the the Joker was in here, but he's on the mm-hmm. lower end of this. He's more 13th. I can't believe he's seven. I, I mean, I really yeah. can't believe he's seven. That to me is uh, that's a little two out of guys, whack. two tight ends, not on my radar at all. Jordan Reed and Tyler Eifert. I mean, just can't 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 roster them this year. Well, when we come back, <laughs> out three. We'll go back to fantasy baseball. Some waiver wire moves. Weekend fantasy update. <laughs> 